Studio. Hey, really quickly, just wanted to let you know that the Inspiring Talk podcast is now available in video format on YouTube. If you'd like to watch this conversation, you can head on to our YouTube channel, Bizay Gautam. While you are at it, show us some love and subscribe to the channel so that you won't miss the upcoming episodes. I'll put the link in the description of this episode. A hi, how are you? Makes me feel like, okay, matlab, you know, get to the point. You know, you've reached out on LinkedIn, you've connected. Your first message should be very crystal clear on what do you want and what can I do for you and what can you do for me or, you know, jo bhi hai, wo karo. Hi, how are you is, is is what you do on WhatsApp, right? With someone you know. Let's say I'm writing to, you know, Hotstar to do a sampling in their office, right? My subject is Sleepy Owl X Hotstar. He said, Arman, it has to be Hotstar X Sleepy Owl. Give them the priority and importance. This was what I thought. If you're writing a job application, bare minimum you should do is Google best templates that I should use and things that I should keep in mind while writing this. You can do that. Chances are your email will get read. अपने आप को एनालाइज करो सीखो समझो कि आपके क्या गैप्स हैं क्या शॉर्टकमिंग्स हैं कैसे इंप्रूव करना है एंड देन वर्क ऑन दोज थिंग्स बिकॉज दैट इंप्रूवमेंट विल नेवर बी ओवर नाइट इफ यू वर्किंग फॉर परफेक्ट टूवर्ड्स परफेक्शन एंड टेकिंग अ लॉट ऑफ टाइम दैट कुड ऑल्सो लीड टू इन एफिशंसी From Wine Studio you are listening to the inspiring talk a show where i bring the conversations with today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you take your life business and career to the next level My experience with coffee is not too old in 2020 when i was locked at home in the lockdown and during the summers i got into this habit of getting into cold brew coffee and i came across this company sleepy owl and i ordered their cold brew packets and i absolutely fell in love with the product and right from packaging to the overall experience of having that coffee made me think that hey you know what this is a really cool brand and when i sat down to have this conversation with arman sud i realized that that happens to be the first product of sleepy owl which today is one of the leading coffee brands of the country now during this conversation i realized that arman and two of his friends they wanted to build a coffee company but they had no idea about coffee industry or food and beverage industry for that matter they adopted a learner's mindset how they went about really learning about the industry where they had no clue about and they actually also reached out to a lot of people seeking help and asking for their suggestions and hey can you please help us figure this thing out then how did they actually reach out to the people and what is the kind of relationship that you need to build a company with your friends or how do you build trust with your co-founders and also at the end of this conversation arman told me that you know what bize i didn't know that we were going to go this deep in this conversation and i think that's something that i take a little pride in doing the inspiring talk podcast because i'm constantly challenging myself and asking what is the new thing that i can bring in my conversations and in arman's conversation to some extent i think i've been successful in getting some stories which he has never shared before and in some places you will find arman taking really long pauses before answering the questions because he was really thinking hard and this is not the usual conversation that arman has done before and i thoroughly enjoyed it and my team when they recorded they felt the same as well 
there's a lot for you to learn when it comes to building something in the industry where you have no idea about how do you really reach out to people and ask for help how arman deals with the challenges and how he navigates when he is in doubt also you will learn a lot about relationships whether that with your customers whether that's with your co-founders or with your vendors there is a lot that you will take from this conversation let's get started arman thank you so much for being on the show welcome thank you thank you for having me it's an absolute pleasure to be here we're having a coffee now all set um for this conversation you call yourself a go getter correct like i do <laughs> yeah so what is the mindset that you operate with like when you wake up in the morning what goes in the mind of a go getter like yours i think a go getter's mindset is uh, definitely when you wake up you have to have your day planned ahead right otherwise you can't be a go getter so you need to know what you are chasing what you are after and how you have allocated your time in the day to go and achieve that right because uh, i think if you're not well planned then uh, you will not be able to achieve what you have set out to achieve in a given day planning the night before sometimes even the week before right is really helpful for you to know okay this is what i intend to do over the course of this week this is what i intend to do today how have you planned your day to achieve it and uh, once you have that structure in place right uh, and then you one by one get things off the list and get things done i think uh, having that attitude uh, is the attitude of a go getter right if you are unplanned unprepared unstructured chances are that you will not achieve what you have set out to achieve i think uh, that's what i define as the go getter attitude ki agar aapko kuch karna hai to uske liye plan karke karna hai and then attack those things and um, of course completely dependent uh, on priorities right ki okay what is important what is going to move the needle that's how you have to think about your day and uh, your work and um, i think that's the go getter attitude are you extremely organized i try to be um i definitely have uh, some amount of ocd uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, things it's not right for anyone to say i'm perfect right then there's no scope for growth right uh, so could i be more organized could i be better organized yes but yeah i try to be organized i think it's a good feeling to be organized to you know have things in order uh it keeps your mind at peace right uh varna there are people who can work uh, in chaos in chaos and uh, i think uh, there's no right or wrong approach to work styles at all but for me being organized helps my mental peace mm. you know that that is definitely something that helps me personally yeah i have realized my way of working is if i list things down mm-hmm. then it bothers me till the time i haven't like checked those things off Understood. right if i haven't written those down then you know it just get lost that's and, that's true you know i just don't know what was it that i intended to do right so what are few things that you use to organize things then i use lists but i prefer using notes on mm. my uh laptop and my phone and therefore it's always in sync yep. right so wherever you are you have it in sync mm. i think the pen and paper habit is uh you know work works for a lot of people Uh, it doesn't work for me mm. uh, i actually end up uh, misplacing notebooks starting notebooks and then they disappear and then you start a new <laughs> notebook uh, so the pen and paper hasn't worked for me as much mm-hmm. but i think uh, uh, you know using notes as a feature on uh, my laptop and my phone really works for me mm. i have tried using tools like notion etc in the past but personally i feel that's more complex for me and the kind of work that i do yeah. uh, so i've kept it very simple very basic yeah absolutely and uh, you know I feel that I'm a little impatient when it comes to things that needs to be done and uh, 
people in the office is like, we say, why do you have to always be in hurry? Like, can we not take the time to do things? And I, you know, um, it's a boon. And also at the same time, you know, sometimes like you feel that I wish I took a little extra time in that. So you call yourself an impatient as well, right? Yes, but I think it's again, you know, thoda balance hona chahiye, yeah. right? Sometimes if you're in a hurry, uh, it could be half-hearted also. Yeah. So I think I'm also learning to figure out the right balance between, uh, you know, uh, speed uh, and and uh, perfection. Uh, but in either speed or perfection, in both those journeys, I think one very important metric to track is efficiency. Mm. You know, you could do something fast uh, and not well, then you'll have to do it again. And that's inefficient, right? Uh, if you're working for perfect towards perfection and taking a lot of time, that could also lead to inefficiency. So in either of the models, you have to measure Kiar, how efficient am I and my team being mm. in achieving a given task? Mm. I think that's something that, you know, I'm focusing on. Um, I think early days, it used to be impatience. Uh, now I'm a little bit more patient, but you, like I said, the balance is crucial to maintain. Mm. Great. So, in you know, finding that balance of patience and also trying to do things right is crucially important. And also, you do have two other founders, right? Correct, and I yes. think having those complementary sort of skill sets in your founders also helps, right? So, what are some of the complementary skills that you have, and where you know, like three of you sort of you know Understood. find the balance? So, I think when we started Sleepy Owl, right? So, where uh, Ajay uh, comes from a finance background, he's an economics graduate, and he worked at J.P. Morgan prior to joining, and the, the two of us. And Ashwajit and I are law graduates, so we studied law. So uh, it was very clear from the get-go that anything finance, business modeling, business building would be Ajay's domain and mm. expertise, including investor relations. Between Ashwajit and I, I think, uh, you know, working on uh, design, working on uh, e-commerce, working on the online uh, yeah. space, you know, because he has that A, the aesthetic, mm. B, the... Uh, you know, attention to detail that is required in in design, right? You have this beautiful setup here with cameras and with wires and with, you know, there'll be editing, post-editing, uploading it, getting things done. So all of that for me is not my interest area, right? Mm. Uh, I don't enjoy it as much, which is why I said earlier, even a tool like Notion, for example, <laughs> I get bogged down by it, right? Um, that's how, uh, you know, he took on marketing as his skill set in area to learn, right? That it doesn't come, but I want to learn this, so I want to learn this. right? So I took a lead on everything back-end. Mm. Operations, supply chain, procurement, uh, you know, that was where I started my product journey. Product and stuff. Yeah. Uh, product, uh, you know, bringing something to life, right? Mm. Like, so Ashwaji is the visionary. Mm. Uh, yeah. He's the one with the ideas, right? Uh, I'm supposed to bring those ideas to life uh, as quickly or as perfectly as possible, depending on the scenario. And Ajay is, you know, manages both of us. Kiar, this is the budget. This is the guardrail. This is, you know, what you can, uh, what we can price it. These are the margins. This is the spend. This is the marketing. This is the thing. What kind of team we need to build to take your ideas and your execution to success is where he balances both of us really, really well. So I think uh, three of us have very different things that we bring to the table in the organization. Mm -hmm. Over the course of our journey, uh, there has been evolution, right? Uh, of course, Ajay still, uh, you know, deeply looks at HR, team building, plays the role of the CEO essentially with uh, managing the cash, talking yeah. to investors, um, you know, building out our models. And uh, he's taken a very lead role in also, uh, you know, what are the avenues that will drive growth for the business, right? Uh, as we've scaled our organization, uh, we've, you know, have professionals in, in ops and supply chain as well. Uh, it's much needed 
uh, as the organization scale. So I've taken a more proactive role on new product development and customer experience, mm-hmm. right? Uh, of course, with a certain amount of sales involved, right? Uh, because you can represent in meetings uh, and and in negotiations and in uh, what kind of you know accounts you want to close. Uh, that's where I, I I put my time. And Ashwajit uh, still has you know full control and o- over marketing, over design, over uh, you know how we should look, feel, and how we should communicate as a brand. We don't treat our business as a just a corporate entity. I think uh, we're very clear that our business is also a person. Our business has a voice. Uh, our brand has a voice. Our brand is somebody and has a personality and that has to come through, mm. right? Because that is what will differentiate us and make us relatable with our consumer. Uh, earlier, I was talking to you about this revolutionary product that we created and we launched. Today, tomorrow, 10 people will do this, right? And the uh, question is, in that situation, how are you relevant? So Ashwajit is the guardian mm. to ensure that, you know, the brand is authentic, transparent and honest, right? And it is my responsibility along with supply to ensure that our quality of the product and customer experience is top notch, right? Mm. The three of us are very aligned in the principles that we want to build this business with, right? And I think because we're aligned on that at a base level, Conflicts are far and few in terms of who does what on a day-to-day basis and yep. who is responsible for what, mm. right? And of course, uh, you know, there's an immense amount of trust that we have on each other and uh, our motivation to to be in this in the long term. Yeah, really interesting. And one of the things that really stood out, you know, in your journey, in all three of you, you. none of you come from uh, like coffee background. Correct. And you had no clue of this, like, you know, like you said, uh, Ajay was investment banker Correct. working out of the US and you two were working in a law firms, studied law and then you know, doing their Bilkul. own thing and stuff like that. But after that, like you guys really took on this journey of learning, right? Going Correct. to places to source coffee and understand, you know, how this really works and stuff like that. And which shows even after you have done that, then, you mm-hmm. know, when you were developing the cold brew coffee, you actually reached out to a lot of cold brew coffee makers across the globe and said like, hey, how do you guys do this? Can you please help? Can you please teach teach us, right? And wearing that cap of like, hey, you know what? I I need to learn and having that learner's mindset, how crucial is it for an entrepreneur? There's no way around it, right? Um, I think especially if you are an outsider to any industry. So I would say when we weren't just outsiders to the coffee industry, we were also outsiders to the FMCG industry, Mm -hmm. right? I think uh, when you touched upon uh, creating the cold brew product or creating, you know, this product, right? Or creating products with coffee, right? Of course, there was a huge learning curve on understanding coffee, right? Mm-hmm. As an agricultural commodity, how it's traded, how it's grown. Uh, but that is only one piece of the puzzle, right? But we have product, what are we doing? How do you scale the business? How do you run modern trade, general trade, e-commerce? Uh, you know, whether it's D2C or marketplaces, how does all of this work, right? How do you build a team to scale that? There was a lot of learning on that front also, mm. right? So I think uh, from day one, we realized that the only way forward is to ask questions and seek answers, mm. right? There is no way we can say we know everything. So I would say, I don't know if the right word is karma, but it's like you you do good, you get good, right? So if we have to ask questions, same way, if there are people who come to ask for questions, we, you know, we are very helpful mm. in sharing our learnings and knowledge, yeah. right? Um, so I think then that cycle repeats itself, right? Like you go, you seek answers from people who are ahead of the curve with you, right? Um, and people help us. 
As in when we do new things, as in when we are, you know, approaching new business problems, we make sure that we talk to people around us because and you can avoid mistakes, mm. right? Uh, I don't think necessarily uh, when we started, there was a lot of, you know, things that we did on the product development mm. side of reaching out to cold brew makers, reaching out to coffee aficionados, experts, understanding the product development. But then when we started selling our products, right? At that time, I think, uh, you know, we were early in the business and industry. I think we, we tried to do it ourselves, you know, that we will do and we'll do it. But then I think after, uh, you know, a couple of months here, he said, no, I think, you know, let's go seek, uh, even on how to run the business, right? Uh, anyone who's ahead of you. And I think that's where we were very, uh, you know, fortunate to have DSG uh, consumer partners come on board as investors. Of course, they as investors were kind and helpful, but their portfolio of companies, which include the likes of, uh, at that time, Rapressery, Epigamia, Sula, Viba, FMCG, you know, uh, upstarts that were already uh, slightly ahead on the curve, right? Uh, suddenly, we had uh, the fortune of being uh, being able to pick up the phone and call anyone and say, listen, we understand. Yeah. Hmm. For that, don't you think it requires a lot of, like, your ego being on the side, 100%. right? You can't have, like... 100%. Yeah. You can't have any ego. Uh, you can't have any, uh, you know, pride. You can't have any thinking. Yeah. Um, having said that, when it comes to advice, right, everything has to be taken with a pinch of salt because uh, I think everyone's figuring it out. So, yeah. but you can always hear and then apply and see what works in your current situation, yeah. in your business, in your products, in your industry. And then see what to take and what not to take, mm. right? But wo jaake pushna zaruri hai, yeah. right? Agar wo nahi karoge, then I think uh, you know it's uh, it's it's more of an uphill battle without that, right? Mm. So shuru mein humne nahi kiya, but gradually we also learned that no, it's important to have these conversations, and uh, now we have that as a muscle, right? Mm. It's like a it's like a muscle. We've mm-hmm. activated it, and now it's strengthening. Mm. So, what is the worst piece of advice that you've received? I, I don't think I can pinpoint one worst piece of advice. I think Joe advice they give is good. People, I mean, very few Then you need to really reevaluate who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think one thing that we've done right is when we've gone out and spoken to people, we've spoken to the right, right people, people. Right? Yeah. So I think that's another important thing. That advice is to take But who Yeah. So I think one thing we've done right is gone to the right people mm-hmm. for advice. Right? Yeah, if I want to start a beverage company, yeah. whatever beverage company, maybe I'll come to you. Like we've yeah. done in coffee, maybe then Fair I enough. can replicate the same like whatever beverage company that I'm starting. Right? So yeah, you know, when we, when we started, I'll tell you an mm-hmm. anecdote. So, yeah. so my co-founder Ashwajit among the three of us has the most learning mindset baat karna logo se. so he actually wrote uh, he wrote an email cold email to mm-hmm. neeraj at hectorbeverages.com mm-hmm. that is uh, neeraj kakar from paperboard oh. right? and he hum 2016 ki yeah, baat thi yeah. we had just started mm-hmm. but he wrote an email mm-hmm. and finally uh, he got a mail back and a 30 minute call scheduled wow uh, with him uh, at that time on on advice and you know some questions that we had I don't think we asked the right questions even on that day it was mm. so early in our journey mm. but the fact that you take that punt that I see worst comes to us what will reply yeah. Nahi yeah. Hai. right 
so things like that uh, you need to know who you are seeking advice yeah. from uh, is very important but uh, any particular worst advice uh, not off the top of my head currently yeah mm. yeah and also like you said right you need to know the right question to ask yes. right and uh, so how do you look at like hey, you know what what should i be asking like do you i think you should be very filter, yeah. yeah very clear on i think uh, you know for, depends again depends on who you're talking to right and mm. uh, what your current problem statement is mm. right aap kisi ko milke you can have hundreds of vague conversations but i think it boils down to what is the most pressing challenge or mm. problem you face today and can that person or has that person been Solve through that, that journey mm. and seen that can they give you you know what they did in that situation and how they approached it i think that is the key takeaway from the meeting baki to yaar of course you have lots of conversations about lots of things but mm. ek take ek key takeaway hona chahiye yeah from any interaction when you are going to mm. take advice ki i want this one thing you need to educate me on us pe hum bulk of the 80% time spend karenge baki 20% it's good to actually keep it vague because then you may encounter something new something that you weren't even thinking of but um, your core problem statement ka jawab aapko leke yeah and i and then you need to analyze it and then implement and take some action on it yeah and arman one of the things that i have realized is when you are clear on what exactly do you need from the person mm-hmm. people are very helpful when it comes to responding Absolutely. to it right but a lot of people self reject themselves number mm-hmm. one and number two even if they get to like mere ko if i want to ask something to arman then i would think that oh you know what i need to ask something to arman first let me ask him how he is and maybe i'll just send a hi but Aman mm-hmm. will never respond to that. Like for that matter, nobody will respond. Like just like, ha- say so, hi, right? Yeah. That. So I'll tell you this, you know, and this is happening off late quite a bit, where uh, uh, you know LinkedIn is being treated like WhatsApp, where somebody reaches out first conversation, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I I don't I don't really feel like yeah. I you know though though I respond to every, <laughs> almost everyone I can, but a hi, how are you makes me feel like okay, मतलब you know get to the point. Yeah. You know, you reached mm-hmm. out on LinkedIn, you've connected. Your first message should be very crystal clear on what do you want, what do you want, yeah. and what can I do for you, and what can you do for me, or you know, Joby hai, yeah. wo karo. Hi, how are you? Is 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 what you do on WhatsApp, right, mm-hmm. with someone you know? I mean, I don't think I'm sitting on LinkedIn to say, hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Blah 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 blah. That's not what LinkedIn is for. So even WhatsApp, for that matter, like even if I get your number from somewhere, hundred percent, hundred percent. But chalo, WhatsApp <laughs> is still a medium where you yeah. one another, you know, back and forth text, karte ho. Yeah. But but LinkedIn definitely not. Yeah. You know, it's not a hi. How are you? Mm. It's 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 not. In fact, you know, a lot of just hi. That's it. Yeah, you yeah. waiting for me to say hi? Then you say something. I mean, yeah. Think about like you, the other person's time. Utilize that well, right? Mm. Because chalo, for me it's like a you know I think OCD. For mm. those OCDs, I have to reply. Yeah, I have to reply, right? But for a lot of people, you know, who, yeah. who may be busier, mm. you know, or or in different stages, they will not reply. Nahi karega, reply not reply. Right. Mm. Uh, so I think that those are you know mm. small little things. Uh, mm-hmm. For a lot of people, it may be smart to take courses on how to write an introductory email. You know, I mean, mm. there there should be stuff yeah. out there to help. people yeah. especially there are people seeking work right uh, yeah. potential employees uh, are writing to their employers it is very important for them to go through an exercise on you know what to do and and, and how to do it many a times there's a you know high pfmicv you know where is your cover letter where is your mm-hmm. body where is your punch you know why you yeah those are very important uh, i think soft skills that that need work and i'm also saying from a sales perspective right for me the thing comes in is in sales when i'm yeah. pitching to people mm. You know, how do you do it how what am i doing how am i doing it i'm also mm. learning right mm. like so i remember pitching to someone and it was it was you know he was also in sales at some point mm. very kind enough to share feedback where i was wrong in my pitch email maine kya galtiyan ki hain kya likhna chahiye tha kaise likhna chahiye tha right something as small as 
let's say I'm writing to, you know, Hotstar to do a sampling in the office, right? Mm. My subject is Sleepy Owl X Hotstar. Mm. He said, Arman, it has to be Hotstar X Sleepy Owl. Give them yeah. the priority and importance. Yeah. Right? So yeah. something as small as that, I got that feedback. So sometimes I try giving feedback as well. Mm-hmm. But many a times that's not possible. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, if someone is desperately seeking a job, simple Google search will tell you. And this is where learning, I'll tie it back to our mm-hmm. earlier conversation, learning mindset and curiosity, right? If mm-hmm. you ko you know, writing a job application, bare minimum you should do is Google best templates that I should use and things that I should keep in mind while yeah. writing this. You chances are your email will get read. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there are two things that's coming, yeah. uh, you know, from this. So first thing that I want to talk about is the whole aspect of self-rejection, which I think like 90% of us, mm-hmm. even before like sending that high, even if it's just like high, 90% of us just like self-reject ourselves. So do you think like, you know, that's big problem that a lot of us self-reject ourselves even? So, so, you know, and I think if there are people who are self-rejecting themselves, uh, themselves it, it's, it's, it's simply they need to build that muscle of confidence, right? I think, uh, I think like you were mentioning to me earlier, right? Like it's a journey. Uh, like when you started podcasting, you would say, okay, you know, there was, this is how you did it. And now you've grown in that. I think people need to spend more time on growing themselves, right? And this applies to me also. Yeah. You know, what are you doing uh, on a day-to-day basis or on certain areas of your life that need improvement? You have to analyze yourself. Instead of self-rejection, it should be self-analysis. Yeah. analyze yourself, and then work on those things because that improvement will never be overnight. So I think that's uh, what I would uh, I would say that if there is self-rejection, I don't know if there is. Mm. Uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, something that would be confidence related mm. uh, in areas that you think you are weak at. Yeah. So mm. that is important. Mm. Yeah. And I think it starts with understanding that, hey, you know what, before I reject myself, because. like, let me just put it out there. And I remember in one of your conversations when, you know, going back to the context of where you were trying to build the cold brew coffee Anji. and you said like, we are not able to figure this out. Let me like write to 10 people. Absolutely. In the world who Absolutely. Are, and we did, you know, we yeah. reached out to uh, cold brew manufacturers and, and brands in the UK and the US and little did we think koi, you know, reply karega, but, mm. but uh, you know, some of them did respond with, uh, their learnings, their mistakes, and, and, you know, you got your answers, right? So, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, Google is a very powerful tool. People sometimes, you know, underestimate, uh, you know, what you, can, what you can discover. In fact, I would say that some of our early hypothesis about how to make a good cold brew came out of Reddit threads. Um, and this is, again, you know, I don't use Reddit. I find it quite uh, complex. Uh, but Ashajit, my co-founder, understood, you know, deeper about how Reddit works and how to access it. And he is a, you know, when you need answers, need insights, he will find communities and sub-communities and sub-threads and go deep into it and came back. He came back with a lot of answers, right? Uh, and he enjoys using that tool, you know, because you can pretty much find anything you want there, uh, you know. Mm. And also the earlier thing that we, you know, discussed about, like, you know, going and doing the research and how do I write that email or maybe trying and learn and stuff like that. All of that shows that you are willing to go extra mile. You are like committed to it, right? Which not everyone is committed in doing that. Everybody wants everything to be solved on a platter. 100%. 100%. I fully agree with you. I think uh, it uh, shows education and, uh, you know, gives you that one brownie point if you've done that extra little piece of research, right? 
um and i can tell you you know from from uh, all already interacting with you and spending time with you i know that i have come into this knowing that you know me better than i know myself from all the other conversations that i've had that you have had access to and that is definitely you know makes it more exciting for me to be here right so i think that little bit of uh uh work that 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 people do really goes a long long way in showing that they are genuinely committed or genuinely sure. interested in hmm. in in what they are doing right? yeah now i want to talk about relationships so in this journey of building sleepy owl your relationship probably started first the relationship you started with the founders mm-hmm. and then the relationship with the suppliers or the farmers back where you source your coffee mm-hmm. and then you know and then the relationship with your employees and stuff like that mm-hmm. so let's take each of these one step at a time and let's start with like how do you see a relationship in general because also you have shared that we were able to get our product on retail stores because we were able to build good relationship with them you know good like convince them mm-hmm. that hey you know what why you should really put this and whatever right so do you think we generally in india like you know we are not so good in in terms of business relationship and stuff like they're not good in terms of creating those relationships or do you think like we do have ego see i can't speak for others yeah. i think that's mm. uh, something i can't do right mm-hmm. i can't uh, put a blanket statement yeah. on you know oh in india people don't have relationship mm-hmm. so i think i'm not the right position mm-hmm. or person to make any of those blanket statements i can only speak for mm-hmm. what we've done and uh, how we've approached it right um i think from uh, day one we realized that uh, brands are built on credibility uh, and credibility is takes time because trust building takes time right so like i i said earlier on the on the karma point right you have to be fair if you are not fair if you're not authentic you're not honest it it will in all likelihood come and bite you back at some point in time once you once people know that they are being treated fairly they begin to you know trust you mm-hmm. once they begin to trust you they begin to like you mm-hmm. right and once they like you and you are delivering on your promises right they begin to love you right and this would apply whether it's your employees whether it's your vendors whether it's your partners whether it's retailers store owners i think across the value chain and ultimately this reflects the the strength of the brand and and whether i'm there or not or whether my founders are there or not i think if this culture permeates like today we are working with thousands of stores in the country many of whom i have not even uh, opened accounts mm. or interacted with right my team has but that there, there has to be that if someone is in some retailer or some person has some concern or issue right that has to be addressed in a fair and square manner because people will come and go including us but the idea is that the brand and the organization should, should stand the test of time right and the only way for that to happen is if we all speak one voice one language right um, and that is the language of trust with your partners and then good times and bad times i think uh, it is these partners that turn around and you know support you right and covid was a testament to that right you know a lot of our vendors and our partners extended their support to us mm. to be able to survive right mm. so whether it's a packaging supplier whether it's mm. a vendor they were able to uh, give us the requisite support that we needed at that time right and mm. we reciprocated when we could mm. so i think uh, that's very crucial. Mm. So what is the one thing that you strongly believe in in at the personal level like about life in generally which you hold dearly? I think uh, authenticity. I think that is something that I hold dearly and my co-founders hold very dearly as well is like call a spade a spade. 
right? Uh, be able to have tough conversations, hard conversations with each other. Represent yourself in the absolute truest form to your partners, whether it's your vendors, your suppliers, right? Don't be afraid to show vulnerability. Uh, that's all of these things are what make you human. So I think if you if you are able to to do that, you will eventually find uh, you know whatever success means to different people, but you will eventually find success. Mm. And I think the people you know somebody who is listening to this right now might be in a situation where they never had that courage to have that difficult conversation with their business partner or life partner or whoever that person is, right? So tell us, how do you initiate the difficult conversations? If there is a, if you have thought about it consciously and of course, like maybe rehearsed in your head, like, hey, you know what, this is what I'm going to have conversation with either your business partner or your life partner, anyone. Like, So I'm, uh, I've been accused of... Uh bottling up feelings right so i've had that more for me this journey has been more difficult than uh you know i think my co-founders you know and that's a good thing you see um, like i said definitely far from perfect right while i espouse or i'm saying this i'm also on a journey so so i have many a times been been told you know you come late with your what's on your mind right like if this is on your mind you've thought about it you thought about it then you could have escalated it earlier why is it coming late, right? And I'm also on that self-analysis, right? Okay, you know, why why do I do it this way? Is it because uh, I don't want to upset someone? I don't want to hurt someone, right? And that's primarily where it comes from for me. It is, okay, you don't want to rub someone off the wrong way. You don't want to push a few buttons. But I think that does more harm than good in the long run, right? So uh, I'm on a journey to prevent myself from bottling up feelings and raising the alarm sooner, right? My co-founders do this much better. It's very almost immediate for them. You know, do it well, have those conversations. So yeah, I think for me, it takes that little bit of a process of, you know, think about it, rehearse it, do it. But I think that then leads to you're overthinking it, right? So I tend to overthink a little bit more. That does lead to more fatigue uh, of the mind. Uh, and it doesn't solve the problem at hand, right? So, so I think I've improved and I hope to continue to improve on this journey of being able to, you know, turn around faster on on feedback, on calling things out, on uh, being more clear, more transparent. Listen, this is how I feel. This is what I think. Uh, you know, have that conversation. Thank you for sharing that, Roman. And uh, it do require a sense of authenticity and vulnerability to be sort of on up where you stand Absolutely. in terms of that. So for the people who are listening to this and if somebody feels that, hey, you know what, I'm not able to express it to the other person, where should mm -hmm. we begin from your own journey, like in the journey that you are still on? Do you have anything that you want to share? I think it's, it's you know, there's a saying called eat the frog, right? Do the hardest thing first. It's obviously uh, sometimes it's best to do it with tenderness, right? So schedule a time, make sure that, you know, everyone's prepared, more calm, and then do it, right? Um, I think uh, you'll always come out of it uh, feeling better than worse. So I think just bite the bullet. Yeah, eat the frog. Just, just go ahead and do it. Mm. And also you said about vulnerability between the partners, right? Mm -hmm. And what has that journey been for you like? Because I think it had been a jumpstart from me because yeah. you and, uh, you know, Aswajiti were, College friends. Correct. So yes. maybe it has been a bit more easier. 
So I think Ajay, Ashwajit, hmm. and Ajay and Ashwajit know each other since school. school Ashwajit yeah. and I know each other since day one of college. So uh, we're definitely friends who run a business together. There has to be a fine balance between, you know, work and friendship as well, right? Like uh, we, we spend uh, more time together than most people could imagine. All of our days, many evenings. And then you have to draw that balance between when are you chilling and having fun and when are you working? And uh, I think we're vulnerable with each other. We're mm-hmm. honest with each other on our emotions, on our feelings. And uh, we're not shy of, you know, sharing our insecurities with each other as well. So I think that's kept us strong together all these years. And uh, of course, you know, it's been a journey full of ups and downs, full of trials and errors, full of highs and lows, right? So I think uh, ultimately it boils down to, okay, are we going to be there for each other in the good times and bad? It's like, oh, shadi wala wow jo hota hai na? You know, sickness and in health, good and bad, and aapne wo wow bana liye, then you try and, you know, live up to that, yeah. right? Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but uh, are we trying our our, our very best hmm. together? Um, and I think uh, now the organization, the products that we've made, the customers that we have, the experience that our brand is creating for consumers, it it is, I feel, larger than our individual or collective uh, motivations, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good place to be in, right? What is the one lesson that took longest for you to learn? In business or in life? I'm still learning this and I'm still a, it's still a battle. We started Sleepy Owl with the core agenda to, you know, that this gap is in our life. So we will build it and then other consumers will feel the same way. And that applied true for a large extent. But uh, ultimately, it's a company that has to cater to a market. And uh, you have to understand who the consumer is in the market that you're operating in and uh, build for that, build for them. So. You know, I may say that, listen, personally, maybe, uh, or maybe it's true. You know, I, my preference is to have, you know, a sugar-free oat milk latte. Let's say that's the case, right? Can that be the hero product for my organization? Maybe not, because there is a very small subset of consumers that want that. So you have to have that balance between, okay, you know, what do you want to build for yourself and then put it out as, you know, the company selling this versus what does the larger consumer want, right? Uh, because ultimately for you to survive the test of time, you have to build products that scale. Uh, so you have to understand that in the market, what larger customer ko kya right? I'm not saying that brands shouldn't cater to niches. We started with cold brew. We are working on a hot brew, black coffee, which we're drinking right now. Uh, there, is a, there is a customer for this that is growing year on year on year on year. But it may take 20, 30, 40 years for this to become the, the mainstay right for consumers right so while on that journey you have to have that balance of you know what the larger population wants and what the niche wants uh you know what, what will drive sales and what will drive brand awareness and innovation and visibility so that balance at seesaw is really tough to do because we started out as a company that founders built for themselves right so i think that unlearning of you know, consumer behavior, consumer psyche. Just as we launched Cold Brew, launch kiya tha, I would say 90% of people didn't know what is Cold Brew. So education, time, energy, right? Today, while Cold Brew is growing year on year, it is the smallest contributor to my business. Right? So that, you know, may surprise a lot of folks, but that is also the truth. Right? Because we have launched things that are more appealing to a larger subset of consumers. Right? And that has taken front seat in terms of revenue and reach as well right uh but our our main aim is still 
you know while someone uh, may start their journey with one of your more uh, larger reaching portfolio products will they eventually discover and try the cold brew our hope is yes and they'll realize that okay this is also delicious this is also great right that's the hope but that's a journey and that takes time right mm-hmm. so in your personal life what is the one lesson it you took longest to learn it's this this is it you can't uh, you know you 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 have to let go of uh, any hard held belief of your own challenge your beliefs challenge your beliefs let's put it that way mm-hmm. right um, i think that's a very powerful one yeah it yeah. is because uh, you know it, it can throw you off if mm. you get too stuck to a particular belief or thought process and like mm. i said it's still challenging those mm-hmm. debates still happen mm-hmm. you know of of uh, how do you how do you approach uh, building your business um you know and there's always this pull and push between uh, you know uh, as as three co-founders very often we are on cycles where we are let's say not consuming sugar because we also mm-hmm. care about fitness yeah. and health and but you know one of our best selling products has sugar yeah. right so so it is it is that tussle right like okay how do you approach it it's it's always tough do you sometimes have this fear that if everything crumbles down and everything mm-hmm. goes to ground as a founder you know is that normal to have to have that fear it is but you can't live in that fear i mean that that fear feeling comes and goes but i don't think you can live in that fear because if you're living in that fear then you're scared you're not being bold you're not taking risks i think the whole reason why we are founders or entrepreneurs is because we have an appetite for risk right otherwise we shouldn't be doing what we're doing very clearly so if you don't have that risk taking appetite uh, if you're not comfortable with fear then don't do it So yes there are days and times where we are fear we're fearful we get scared but you know how to live with that feeling matlab you're okay theek hai mushkil hai ha hai uncertainty hai hai risk hai hai but then you have to let that figure out how do you take that emotion and instead of letting it control you you say i will control it and that mindset shift ek bar ho jata hai then you can say okay theek hai you know we'll fight it and we'll try and come out of it stronger and when you have some of those feelings like come up mm-hmm. is there anything particularly that you do to like change your state change the mindset yeah the three of us just talk to each other we just get in a room talk spend time together comfort each other like vent helps. it out share it mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i said it's good that we are three it's good that we are also the three friends because you know then we have each other for that comfort that you know we're in it together right um so i think that really helps what is one of the wrong belief about yourself that you've held for the longest period of time which you realized oh that was something that i shouldn't have held for so long kabhi kabhi aisa you know when you when you do something right like you feel like okay are you the right person to do it or not mm. right uh because you are exploring uncharted territory so when you are exploring uncharted territory I think you you sometimes feel like like are you the right person to be doing this right um, but or or can a professional come and do it right like you know when I was trying to scale supply chain and ops I'm like yeah I'm not the right person for this I can't do this it's not my domain but then you also look back and say listen you have done it now आपने ये तो बनाया है right so how do you sustain it right or how do you further educate yourself or train yourself to the best of your capability and if not how do you seek help from those around you So I think I had these moments of self-doubt or capability concerns. Yeah, am I good enough to do it, right? But then you look around and say, no, 
you you are the one who's done it not till now so why are you doubting yourself there's no reason to so i think this mindset also uh you know you have to shift uh, every now and then and give yourself a pat on the back ki nahi acha hai you've done it you know so i think appreciating yourself and and giving yourself a thumbs up or a kudos on the occasion is good yeah yeah it is and yeah, uh, you can't be too self critical yeah absolutely and that's like the first state which we are operating in right where we are our biggest on biggest critic and uh, we feel that like for instance i do have those moments when i feel like am i even making any difference with this podcast is anyone even like you know getting mm. value out of it and you know i go on those cycles as well and then somebody just leaves comment somewhere saying that hey you know what i just listened to that conversation and you know this is the best conversation that is just what i needed today and that is like a validation that you get oh my god like you know here i am doubting and going through this phase and here is somebody who is at this moment listening to this and finding value uh you know out of this and i think um the lesson for me and for someone who's listening to this is every single person no matter what no matter who do have those thoughts and do have those questions on their head Absolutely. like am i doing it right is my work making impact in someone's life am i the right person like you said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think uh, you know but yet you don't stop yet you you go and work on your product you work with the team and stuff like don't stop like hey you know am i the right person to do this and you don't sit at home and you know not show yeah. up tomorrow yeah. at the office with that feeling you show up at the office tomorrow 100% morning. and i'll tell you you know like while we were talking about self but from a company standpoint if there are ever you know down moments right like you know we did a survey many um, few months ago many months ago actually where it um, so during covid where i said okay what if sleepy all would shut down tomorrow what are customers thoughts on that 93% people responded that they'd be disappointed mm-hmm. so that lets you know that you can't afford to close down you can't afford to fail uh, because there are people who depend on you and enjoy what you are doing and creating so those are those are times you say okay nahi no one no one's going to believe you in the first day you have to believe in yourself to wo hum change nahi kar sakte it's impossible to change that right so therefore our first product which is the cold brew category to enter the market with that i think that was absolutely what would have happened what i believe is that we should have at that very time sort of uh in the first 6 months itself 100% reached out to a lot lot more people or the right people who who have some experience in fmcg or fnb to get insights and advice from and get a better category understanding i think that would have been one thing that i wish we had done on the day zero having said that uska ek negative outcome bhi ho sakta hai is that aap bahut logon ki suno then ho sakta hai yahan nahi hote right everything has its own journey right second thing is i think you need to many a times uh, learning is that you know sometimes when things are not working pull the plug faster right don't uh, ये नहीं कि हाँ हो जाएगा हो जाएगा हो जाएगा देन इट्स टू लेट राइट सो देर आर मेनी प्रोजेक्ट्स एंड मेनी थिंग्स वेर वी डिड नॉट पुल द प्लग एज सून एज वी शुड हैव पुल्ड इट राइट थर्ड इज वाई वी डिड इट टू सम एक्सटेंट ऑलवेज गो डीप बिफोर गोइंग वाइड वेदर इट्स इन यू नो योर सेल्स और वेदर इट्स इन योर लर्निंग कि अगर आपको दो या तीन नई चीज़ें सीखनी हैं तो आप 
पहले एक चीज पकड़ो और उसमें डीप जाओन गो वाइड राइट एंडल्स नाउ इज वेल आपकी कोल्ड कॉफी तो यूनिक नहीं है बट आई कैन से नहीं इट यू कैन टेस्ट इट एंड डू अ ब्लाइंड टेस्ट टेस्ट एंड 99% कॉन्टिनेंट से वी विल विन बिकॉज़ इट्स मेड दैट वे बट अदर देन द फैक्ट दैट इट्स यू नो अ प्रोडक्ट उसकी प्रेजेंटेशन और द वे इट कम्स टू कंज्यूमर्स इज यूनिक इट्स एक्साइटिंग इट्स डिफरेंट राइट सो आवर 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 वे ऑफ कम्युनिकेटिंग एंड मार्केटिंग इज वेरी डिफरेंट आई थिंक द सेकंड थिंग इज यू नो आर लुकिंग एट आवर रिपीट कंज्यूमर बेस एंड कंज्यूमर लव I think that's definitely what really inspires me and keeps me going. Hmm. What is the one book that you'd like to recommend people listening to this? Yeah, if it's one, then Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Uh, it's very you know I think every every other person who will come will also say the same thing. But if it's one, it's just that. Otherwise, uh, yeah, I think there's there's always you know I'm I end up reading a lot of books on entrepreneurship, mm. and uh, that's what I thoroughly enjoy. Right? Mm. Because you get to put yourself in the shoes of other people who have been on similar journeys, and you know, always pick a leaf out of you know how they thought, their mindset, what they did. So yeah, what keeps you grounded? I think my family, uh, definitely. You know, whether it's my wife, her personality, her way of thinking, uh, you know, my parents. I think just just the way I've been brought up. I think it keeps me grounded. Uh, I think one of the most important traits, and if people can keep it, uh, is humility. you picked that up from your parents yes more or less yeah and i think even my wife you know mm. because i think she is with me because i you know i, I don't uh, usually have like this you know excess pride or it's good to be proud about what you're doing but you know your pride or your ego shouldn't come in the way of you know who you are and how you operate right so i think uh, yeah the family keeps me grounded Have one last question. Yes. Imagine you are standing on a stadium, and this mm. is the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world. I know that you have fair interest in sports, but yes. you are not in the middle of the ground, but you are on the stage of the stadium. Okay. And there are millions of people eagerly, passionately waiting to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And you have been given only one minute of the time mm-hmm. to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life. What would be your lesson? Yeah, I think uh, keep trying, never give up. Right? Um, that's the simple funda. Now, isko ap, uh, you know, there's so many ways to say it, right? And so many other anecdotes than quotes that have been shared and that I resonate with, right? Whether it's you know, entrepreneurship is like jumping off a mountain and building an airplane on the way down. Very true, and I resonate with it, right? कि आपको नहीं पता आप कैसे करो सवाई करो और आपको करना है. That's a part of trying and hopefully not failing, right? And चलो आप fail भी हो गए, then you retry, restart, right? another part of this is get both your hands dirty both your feet dirty right like i mean you cannot expect ki aap kaam nahi karoge aur aapko result aayega aap you have to get dirty and that again involves trying different things and failing and succeeding right third is you know go all in that's another very simple mantra ki you have to go all in put your all your effort and you can't be half and half out wo fir aapka you know kahin na kahin gap ho jata hai right so but all of this in a nutshell is that you know never give up trying because you don't know what will click when it will click right so i think even we at sleepy owl have tried failed experimented tried failed experimented you know and some things have clicked some things haven't and 
uh, I think that's a part of the journey. Uh, you know, as long as uh, we we put our heads down, stay humble, the outcomes will be there. Yeah. Super. This has been great, great conversation. Thank you. Uh, thank you so Arman, much. And that. thank you so much for doing everything that you are doing. And uh, when I got my hands on, uh, I was telling you before we started recording, and this is not because you are sitting in front of me, which I genuinely feel is when I got my hands on the cold brew, I think it was during the lockdown. And, uh, you know, I just saw one of your ads and I saw that mm, this looks like an interesting one. And when I went on to read more about like cold brew and I realized that, hey, you know what? I think, you know, it's much better because it is, yeah. it is less bitter. Less than, acidic. Yeah, less acidic. And also I liked, you know, I felt that, you know, coffee making it gently as a process is so much love that you put into it. And mm -hmm. I felt that, you know, just when I was pouring the water on the pot and put it in the fridge and just like the sheer love that you're putting it and let it brew. Yeah. So not only coffee was brewing, but maybe the love was brewing. 100%. 100%. And <laughs> it's a, it's a long and, labor of love. Yeah. It's overnight brewing. So overnight you have to brewing. have patience. Yeah. And, and that, in fact, was the other lesson, you know, that I was taking from it because you know, we discussed about being impatient at the very, very beginning yes. of this podcast. And I consider myself as like a very impatient person. And I took that as also one of the lesson on, lesson on that is like, mm -hmm. hey, you know what, this is a way for me to learn patience. And how I do have a dog, which is like 10x of the lesson that, you know, <laughs> on, on patience, I'm getting pretty much like masterclass yeah. on patience. Yeah. But I think, you know, that that's where also I felt that, hey, this entire process of making it, it requires a lot of patience mm -hmm. and you can't. It's and also it's actually the simplest process. Simplest process. Pani dalna, but then you, but have, then to you have to wait. Right. And uh, also, if you think about it and I can order anything like it comes to me in like 10 minutes mm -hmm. now and to also train your brain that something good for something good to brew in your life it takes time it takes time and that was like a metaphor yeah. metaphor that i was also using for myself so you know you might have just considered like this is a product but for me like you yeah. know it it, it's like quite a few lessons and I'm being very honest yeah, about it and that yeah. like really took that as a uh, as a process so uh, so yeah thank you so much for doing everything and it's been such a great having this conversation thanks for thank you for having me and I hope uh, you know uh, I'd like to end on the note that I uh, you know for, for people listening to this one LinkedIn message or WhatsApp message or email away and I will do my best to respond and engage with anyone who is interested in engaging further thank you thank you so much Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed listening to this, I want you to do two things for me. Number one, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe to the podcast and give five-star ratings. This will help me attract more listeners to this podcast and take this information to a wider audience so that we can help more people grow in their life. And second, share this episode with at least three people in your network who you think need to hear this episode. You never know, just by sharing this episode, you can help them transform their life. Be that person who helps others grow in their life. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.